Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Droppe Gaming Podcast. Yeah, the crowd goes fucking bananas. That's right, you heard it here. Um, this is me, Lucas, and my brother Matt is with me. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Well, he's he's getting all country and western because the uh, you know the the Queensland Rocks uh, concert's going on at the moment, which is the outback. Uh, oh, uh, CMC. Yeah, them crazy peoples. Country music. Exactly. Oh well. So yeah, that's why Matt's going howdy howdy. Not that he likes country at all, but anyway, exactly. it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, we have been playing a few games. So we're going to talk about them to you. Yes. Right. Yes, that's what we're here to do. So, well, um, it's been three weeks since we recorded last, so we thought we'd better bloody do one. Yeah, and the last one was really crappy audio, apparently. So, good to get that fixed up this time, and hopefully, yeah. this one sounds a little bit better. And if it doesn't, we are sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Exactly <laughs> right. So anyway. Um, I guess I'll kick off first. Uh, EA were, were nice enough to send us Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 to check out. Yep. So I straight away handed that off to my youngest son, who's a, a Garden Warfare you know, guru. champion, guru, loves the game. He was a little bit disappointed because he really wanted to get the deluxe version because you get a few free upgrades and stuff with the deluxe, of course. But um, that's an online only. So I think the deluxe version is like 120 bucks or something in the PlayStation Store. And seeing as we got it for free, um, I wasn't going to spend that. So stiff <laughs> shit to Oliver. Anyway. <laughs> stiff uh, shit. <laughs> exactly. Suck it up. Um, yeah, so he's been playing a little bit of that. Hasn't had a chance to play a lot of it. And my plan was to be able to sit with him and just watch and ask questions and you know, talk about the game while he played it through. So he's enjoying it. He said there's some nice upgrades to it. Um, a couple of new characters that seem crazy to me, but that, that's because I never played the first one, really. Um, he's played a ridiculous amount of hours on it. Um, but, yeah, to me it just seems like a stupid, crazy game. So I will be putting some effort in to sit with him and watch him play very soon but i'll be talking about that one a little bit more probably on the next podcast i would imagine sweet but we've had two massive games that have been waited you know we've been waiting a long time to get uh and they've finally been released uh i think you very quickly mentioned the game you've been playing in the last podcast far cry primal that's the one yeah i, I clocked it today you got the platinum uh, nice. Luckily, the trophy for the collectibles only requires you to get 80 of the 100 and something odd. I think there's like 200 collectibles in the game. Wow. So I'm pretty happy that I managed to dodge that bullet. Mm. Um, the game itself. Uh, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of not liking it. Um, really? At first, I kind of liked it. I was like, I, I was thinking, you know, this will grow on me, I'm sure. Um, but to be honest, I finished it. The story is like non-existent. It 
I mean, there's a story, but it's fucking shit. And when it dies, when when it finishes, it just kind of has no real climax. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, yeah. It that's a felt shame. Really flat to me, and um, yeah, that's a real shame. I mean, knowing how much both of us really, really enjoyed Far Cry Four, it was a bold attempt for them to do something different in my eyes. Yeah, well, it's like an in-betweeny kind of game. Um, one of the things that annoyed me with it was um, the map. Like, they reused pretty much the Far Cry 4 map. Um, and when you look at your mini-map, you see, like, paths on the map. Mm-hmm, like the roads. But, yeah, but they're not there. When oh. you're, like, running around looking around, all you see is just grass and stuff. Yeah. But there's roads on the mini-map. It's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Handy when you need to find your way around, but it's like, makes no sense. So, yeah, that's a weird. bit of a shame. I don't know because I, I was very much looking forward to getting Primal, and then you came around last weekend and I got to you know watch you play. I don't know, maybe two hours, I suppose, near the start of the game, and it just, I don't know, there didn't seem to be much in regards to new creativity, you know, any kind of reason to be excited about it, knowing how much time, you know, personally I put into Far Cry 4. It looks very similar. The only difference is that, you know, the characters were different. The weapons were different. The language is different. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, apart from that, the gameplay was looked and, and seemed to be almost identical. Yeah. Um I don't know. It seems like a bit of a shame. It just seems like a... I know, like I said, it's an in-between thing, in-between Far Cry 4, presumably, and Far Cry 5. Mm. Um, and, yeah, there's nothing really that makes it stand out. I mean, the Beast Master abilities where you, like, tame animals and use them to fight for you is cool. But, like, but the whole rest of the game... That kind of really easy as well. Yeah, oh, it makes it... I was playing on hard and had no difficulty whatsoever beating the game. Wow. Um, and because, like, you know, in Far Cry 4, when you've got to take, like, an outpost or whatever, and yeah. you there's, like, a bonus if you do it undetected. And mm -hmm. the way you would do that is by freeing an animal that's in a cage to attack everyone and then sneaking around, throwing a stone to attract yeah. the enemy and then taking them, doing a takedown on them. Mm-hmm. On this, you get a bird, you get an owl that you can use to fly around and like scout for you. And he can drop, you can level it up like skill. There's a skill tree and stuff, and you can unlock the, the ability to be able to drop your bombs from the owl. And you have three bombs which you unlock throughout the game. The first one is the sting bomb, which is like bees. You drop it, and bees appear and attack whoever's within range. The second one is the Berserk Bomb, which makes them turn against their own enemy, like their friends. Wow. And the Fire Bomb, which just is a fire bomb, right? Yeah. So what I would just do, and also you can tag enemies so that they're visible through walls and stuff like that. Oh, okay. That's um, using the owl. You could do that in Far Cry 4, but not with a friggin' owl that flies ahead. So you can, like, stay well back, scope out the whole area, 
drop a couple of berserk bombs and just let them kill each other. And then wander in and finish and then, the last one off. Well, not even that. You just wait until they all die. Because <laughs> you've got no chance of being detected that way. Yeah. Um, the only time you can't do that is when there's captives of your tribe because the berserk people will attack them as well. In which case, I just um, got a saber-toothed tiger that I tamed, used the owl to tag everything, and then just sick my saber-toothed tiger onto them from fucking miles away <laughs> and let him do all the effort. And then it's like, ding, you've beaten this outpost undetected. Wow. Yeah, so it's super easy. The only time it got difficult was when they were in a cave. And even then, you could sneak in, throw a berserk bomb yourself, and then bail out. Wow. Yeah, that's so a bit of a... It wasn't really challenging at all. No. The story was boring as shit. Um, and it just felt weird not having guns. Like you have a bow and arrow and I pretty much used a bow and arrow. The only time I was doing takedowns was to get the trophy for doing takedowns. You had to yeah. do like 25 takedown kills or something. Like it's meant to be a sort of stealthy type game, but mm -hmm. I was hardly ever being stealthy. I would just send my creatures in to do all the effort for me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it seemed like most of the bow and arrow games that I've played or, or games that allow you to use a bow and arrow, it, it's so much more difficult than it is using a gun. It just always is. Yeah, or you can just spray your gun. Yeah, in more ways, yeah, of course. But um, I don't know, like with this, I was watching you play it and you know, it, it didn't seem like they'd really nerfed it that much compared to how it was with the guns mm. and the aiming schematics were exactly the same and you know like everything it to me and I, like i said i only watched a couple of hours of it so i'm far from giving it a review but you know just in my own opinion it just really did look like a reskinned version of, of far cry 4 yeah i mean um, I mean, the other you... thing as well is, I suppose, Far Cry 3 was on the PlayStation 3 and Far Cry 4 was on the new console. So huge difference in capabilities straight away. And the jump that it made was massive. So it was really noticeable. And you know, now they've brought Primal out and it just kind of seems like a, uh, I don't know, just a, a fable attempt to make another Far Cry game. Am I being too harsh? Um, I don't know. I it's just a money making. It's a Ubisoft style. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a shame that they're doing it with that that game specifically. I think. Look, it's a passable game, and if you wanted more Far Cry, go right ahead. Um, it took me thirty-one hours to platinum it. You could probably do it quicker if you were in a rush. But, like, I didn't 100% the game either. So, if you got it and really enjoyed it, you would have a little bit more stuff to do. Um, I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I've, I haven't had a lot of gaming time in the last, uh, the last couple of weeks, I suppose. But the game that I've been really looking forward to and I finally got my hands on for the PC, which pissed you off a fair bit... Um, but I got the division, and the I, 
I'm going to jump onto that tonight. Now that I've finished, I was putting it off until I beat Far Cry 4. Uh, Far yep. Cry Primal, I mean. Same thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to it because I enjoyed the beta a lot. Um, so, you're up to what, level 10 now? Yeah, yeah, I'm about level 10, which probably means I've put somewhere close to only about maybe eight hours of gameplay into it. So not a hell of a lot. You know, it's the kind of game that is going to take a long time. Mm. Well, but, philosophy's already level 30. Well, Which is max level. Um, but I'm pretty sure he's been playing it like nonstop. Yeah. Uh, it is one of those types of games that I could see very easily being the kind of game that I would jump right into. Mm. And the funny thing is with it that I'm, you know, like I said, I'm only up to level 10, but from the very start, they don't really tell you a lot about what's going on. You're just this guy and then you're kind of put in as a soldier almost. You've got really no backstory at all. And yeah, you don't the, really the, know what's going on. The intro video is like explaining that the division are people who are like, um, they're like sleeper cells. Yeah. Who just get the call up and they have to not tell their friends or family where they're going and just report for duty and go and fucking try and save New York, which is all fucked up at the moment. Yeah, it is. And yeah. It's one so, of those things like you, you go to different uh safe houses basically and you can join up with your friends at safe houses and all those types of things uh there's also vendors and you mm. know all kinds of stuff there some of them are bigger than others but yeah basically that's the idea outside um, of the safe houses is all instanced right i mean apart from the pvp area the dark zone it's mm. all instanced so you walk out of a safe zone and anyone who's in your party will be able to see you and be in the same instance of the game yeah. as you but, but everyone else is gone. separated so yeah. it yeah. makes for a really um like a, abandoned feeling f to the world it does. which is good in that sense yeah in what they're going for in the game definitely it's kind of funny then, actually like you go into a I was playing it last night with a mate or this morning I think it was and um <laughs> Yeah, he, we joined up at this safe house and then I actually went outside and waited for him to finish what he was doing. And I'm standing there just looking at the safe house and in the top corner you could see the mini-map and I could see his icon moving closer and closer to the exit. And then I'm looking directly at the safe house on the screen and then all of a sudden he just, like, appeared. Yeah. There wasn't anything prior to that. So, like, with these safe houses with the main base, basically you walk into this like, um, uh, quarantine area, like a decontamination kind of tent on the front of this building. It's like a trend, like for transferring you like, a, and you can't run through there either. No, it stops you and it makes you walk, but everything yeah, is, is like to avoid load times and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of cool. But yeah, then like you just see your player pop up, which was a bit weird because I kind of we thought I might see him walk out, but obviously that is a just, void. Yeah, that's just how yeah. they do it. But the weirder yeah. thing is the other way around when you walk into a safe house and it's fucking full of people. Yeah. And there's yeah. no one outside and then you walk in and it's just like the first safe house that you get to where you like activate your character and all that shit when yeah. you first get the game. 
you walk in and there's like it'll probably be less now because people have started playing it but there, when I walked in that room there was like fucking 40 people standing around <laughs> the little activate computer yep I was like, yeah, holy weird. shit, you try to get through them and they're like all literally in the way. You can't push them out of the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I'm enjoying the game and now that I'm, I've been playing a while, trying to keep more of an ear out for the story. Mm. Um, and there's a couple of just little things in it that I've seen that Ubisoft have tried to do that just makes it a bit more unique in how it's been made which is really good and more present day as well i mean it's it's you know new york city and for anybody who hasn't played it the idea is that somebody's let off some kind of a uh, virus and wiped out the majority of people um but they don't know anything about it so as you play through your you know, you, you come across these areas which weren't in the beta that I saw at all, but it'll come up and, like, you, you wear this little, like, smartwatch kind of thing that connects you to the, um, like, the server, I suppose. So when you walk into an area and there's bad guys around, it'll actually come up and say detected, you know, bad guys. Um, maybe not in those words, hostiles possibly, <laughs> but... Um, bad guys ahead. <laughs> whoopsies ahead. Um but yeah, it's uh, you know it, it directs you in how you're playing the game. There is a hell of a lot of direction in this game. Like you can have when you choose a mission, you can turn this off. But when you choose a mission, it'll have a line down the streets, like on Google Maps, and you just run the line to where you need to be. So it kind of distracts from the possibility of exploring the world. But at the same time, there really isn't that much to explore anyway. You know, every now and again, it'll come up and say, you found a locked door and you can go over and try and pick the lock. But to pick the lock, you just press the same action button as everything else and it picks the lock and that's it. Or it tells you that you're not good enough at picking the lock and you can't do it. But um, one of the things that I did like was you get these echoes in time. So if something happened in a certain area, it'll pop up and go, you've located an echo. And there's all these different stories and tiny little bits of the puzzle that you've got to kind of collect throughout the game that make the entirety of the story, which is fucking awesome to me because one of the major things, like everyone's comparing this to, um, what's it called, bloody... Can't even remember what it's called now. Played four hundred hours of the fucking game. Now I can't even remember. Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone's comparing it to it because it's another MMO shooter. So you know, in a lot of ways, it has its similarities, but totally different game. Totally different game. The storyline in this is it can be very much a single player continuation all the way through and then you can team up with your mates when you want to and you know it it kind of when you team up with your mates if somebody's higher level then it it puts up the difficulty which kind of sucks for the people that are lower Mm. but then they get higher experience points and stuff like that as well so it balances out yeah so it kind of allows them to catapult almost like to leapfrog into higher 
uh, you know, experience, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, these echoes are wicked. Like they come up and, and you just go and stand on this little spot where it's highlighted on the screen and you stand there and it kind of does like a reading for you. And then it's almost like, um, ghosts. Yeah. Like a, a, a ghost smoke kind of thing that comes up and it's like a scene, like a, a, a you know, still scene and you can walk around and you walk up to people and you can sometimes see a face and it comes up with the details of that person and mm -hmm. who they were and what their current status is, whether they're missing or dead or, you know, possibly alive. And which you know, is fucking weird and, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it's wicked. Like just to have that within the game and you kind of feel a little bit clueless because you don't really know what's happening but then you kind I just, of piece it together. Yeah, I just know that, that that's going to happen throughout the game and I'm going to be able to figure out more and more and more about all the little bits that have happened to get it as fucked as it is. <laughs> and one of the ones that uh, came up, I'll try not to talk too much about it, but you're in like a mall and they like the story is that they believe that that's where the actual contamination started. So Ground zero. Yeah, you're trying to figure out what had happened at that point. So you get this ghosting thing come up. And it, it just struck me as kind of strange. Like there's, you hear people talking and things like that as well in this Echo. And there's, it's in like a jewelry store, I think. And there's like this guy just going, oh, go on, just tell me you don't love this watch. Come on, just tell me you don't love it. Like this. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh and then I look over and there's these two guys hugging and they're looking at this watch that they want to buy kind of thing. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. I'm, I'm so not a fucking homophobe, you know. I don't give a shit <laughs> about that kind of thing. And to actually have that put so blatantly into the game yeah, just really, to me, showed me how mature gaming is becoming or has become. Mm. And I was really fucking stoked that that was in the game because it's it's a real controversial topic right now. And if they're going to sell like, you know, fuck five million copies of this game and people are going to play it, then that's something that's going to be in the face of a lot of people. Mm. And that's a big choice for them to make to put that in and to have it as a like you almost have no choice but to hear the audio of what they're talking about because it was so prominent with everything else that was going on. And then to see them so clearly as this ghosting kind of figure standing in the corner, um, I don't know, it was really cool to me to have that there because they could have just made it a guy and a girl and then it would have been nothing. Mm. But because they chose to do it in that way, it makes it a very relevant point. Yeah, I find Ubisoft are pretty good with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't then, know if EA would have done it. Eh, they probably would too. Yeah, I, I guess they're so. all. Yeah, they're all pretty. That's yeah, where it's at it's, these days. Yeah, yeah, very true. So, but, yeah. So yeah, the single players. I mean, the story stands on its own. You reckon? Like, because I heard um, that, it, like, obviously from playing the beta, it's a lot of there's a lot of rpg elements to it with the leveling and the skill trees and stuff like that um yeah, obviously so. you're level 10 
and I haven't even started, so we can't really talk about the end game stuff, which like looking at other MMOs like World of Warcraft and Destiny and all that kind of shit. Yeah. The end game is the game. Like getting from zero to fucking max level is, is like tutorial mode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, so hopefully... but I'm a bit concerned about this as well because of the the repo, replay value, you know, in these kind of games becomes mm. so repetitive so quickly. Oh, so mate, we played fucking however many hundred hours of Destiny. Exactly. And that's how MMO, MMOs work. It's got to be a grind because otherwise you'd finish and you'd stop playing it. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So it just remains to be seen how much there is because the, the amount of content is important and the quality of it. Yeah, exactly. In an MMO, the, the quantity, though, is the main key. Well, so, the, the one thing that my one gripe with this game, I suppose is the it's still a Tom Clancy game, mm. which in, in itself isn't the gripe, but with every Tom Clancy game, there's this main focus on strategy and making the game difficult just to be obnoxious almost. Um, and the reason I say that, like you've got like three dudes, three bad guys shooting at you with handguns and half the time they're not even looking at you and you're being hit right but if you tried to shoot them with the same kind of handgun that they're using from the distance that they're shooting at you you've got to be zoomed in you've got to be really fucking accurate with your shots and yet it seems really unbalanced but then again at the same time your bullets do more damage than theirs so it's kind of really freaky the way that that whole thing works um you know, they'll be shooting you from behind a car and you're getting hit and you're looking at them and you can't see them because they're behind the car. That's weird. Yeah, there's little things like that that just seem to be really fucked up. But at the same time, because it is a Tom Clancy game, the main thing and it's strategy and sneaky and all those types of things, like stealthy kind of games, a lot of the elements of a lot of the other Tom Clancy games are still in this game. Um, it uh, it kind of is really clumsy in the way that it does things sometimes. You know, like you're trying to, a lot of the things are like, oh, you should get in there and sneak around, don't draw attention. And yet you can't. There's no crouch button. There's no sneak. You know, it's like you get into cover and then you can dive to the next thing and hopefully you'll hit the you know, the take cover button at the right time and it'll take cover. If not, he's just going to roll and stand up and then they fucking see you straight away, which happens 90% of the time because it's a clumsy kind of, uh, you know, I guess the way that the, the controlling works within the game and the camera angles and all those types of things is quite clumsy. And Tom Clancy books have been, uh, Tom Clancy games have been like that for a long time. So... It, it feels like it wanted to be more, but it really is held back by the, the you know, mechanic of the game itself. So it's a bit of a pain in the ass. And there's been a lot of times where, you know, with all these games, and I talk about I got stuck on a rock, this game you get fucking stuck on everything. 
And it's crazy sometimes because you're getting shot at and you're thinking, why the fuck can't I move? And it's not until you die that you actually see that you were, you know, up against a chain fence or something stupid that you couldn't see. Yeah, and it's it's quite frustrating a lot of the time. But there's no really long load times and stuff either. Not on the PC, which is great. So you're back in the game pretty quickly and it doesn't seem to drop you very far from where you, you wanted to be anyway. Mm. So, you know, it's, I guess, it has its frustrations, but I think all games have their own kind of frustrations, don't they, these days? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, I'll be playing lots more of that game, so I'll, I'll be uh, hopefully keeping everyone updated. Yeah, we'll talk more about it on the next and probably the one after next podcast. Um, yeah, probably be playing it a while, I think. UFC 2 comes out this week, so I may be talking about that next on the next episode as well. So you've got that to look forward to. And um, some good news, actually, this week. Mm. Uh, no Man's Sky got a release date for the 22nd of June. Which is Which, awesome. Yeah, it's four days after my birthday. Yeah. So um, there's another game that will fucking annihilate hours. Looks like it's very possible. Yeah. yeah. And to keep us busy in the meantime, there's Uncharted 4, which just got pushed back a little bit. I, what was it, like three, two or three weeks? Probably two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks, yeah. yeah it's just ten, not too bad. 10th of May, that's coming out. I think the issue that they said they had was production. They weren't sure they were going to have enough actual physical discs at launch to keep up with the demand for the game. So they, <laughs> they're taking an extra that, two weeks to print more copies. That sounds like a fucking obnoxious thing, doesn't it? What a reason. You know, understandable. Yeah. I, I can totally understand why they've done it, but it really does sound like a, we're going to fucking smash this. We need two weeks to print another 10 billion discs. How long does it fucking take to burn a disc? Come on. I don't know. Well, they'd be they'd be looking at doing extra millions. Yeah. Yeah. True. So it'd take a fucking while. We were actually talking about this the other day because we installed the division on four PCs, right, at the same time, basically. Five DVDs this game is for PC. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a, like a two gig fucking update once you've installed. That's pretty fucking crazy. It took hours, literally hours to install this game before we could fucking play it. Well, what's a DVD? Seven and a half gig? Dual and layer, a, yeah. And yeah, a Blu-ray is like four. 40. So Yeah. But they're dual layers, so I don't know if they'd bother. But this game installed is like 40 gig. So... I guess for speed, you'd probably want to have it on a DVD instead of a Blu-ray because Blu-rays can't read as fast because there's so many different layers to it. As if you'd have it reading off the fucking disc anyway. Well, that's right. That's why they install it 40 gig. Yeah. Same on the same on the PlayStation. Mm. More likely, it's using most of its power running off the hard drive rather than from the disc, and the yeah, disc is sure. just there for a little bit of assets and maybe. Maybe a little bit of assets, and then just for checking that you have the fucking game in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, security, most probably at that point. But so. incredible. We were talking about it and trying to consider different ways that they could do it. And just for the simple cost factor of it now, like a DVD to manufacture would be, what, fucking two cents maybe for them to you know, have a billion of them delivered and then burn everything to them might cost you know maybe 10 cents a disc. 
possibly. But we were thinking about, imagine when there's a kiosk and you can, like there are on, you know, movie kiosks now. You could just rock up to an EB Games kiosk, put your fucking USB drive into it and it's installed the game on the, on the drive within, uh, you know, USB 3 maybe. It'd probably take 40 minutes. Just digital. That's what you need. Mm. Just yeah. buy it digitally. That's where we're but, going. Oh, totally. Totally. Anyway. But anyway, well, I suppose the other thing to mention, um, you know, they're trying to get us back into Battlefront. So oh, yeah. Battlefront, they've, you know, released some new things there, some new maps and stuff. They've been keeping up. to do it. They've been keeping up with the free DLC for that, trying to get people back. Even the tagline at the end of the latest trailer is get back into it. Yeah. Or get back into the game or something. Because so clearly... Flopped. Well... The huge release, everyone loved it, and well, not as much as they expected, but eventually it got to that point, and then yeah. it just has died. Like I've tried a few times to put the disc in, and have a game, but there's no one playing it anymore. Yeah, that's so a bit of a shame. Oh well. But anyway, well, I think that pretty much wraps up the show, mate. It's been a, a, a quick fire episode. Yeah, we've been kind of busy. With mm. the same games. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And games that, uh, well, especially with The Division, it's going to take me a lot longer to get uh, further in that. So looking forward for the grind a little bit, which will be good. But anyway, I suppose that's it. If you've got any comments, you want to talk about your experiences with any of the games we've discussed, send us an email. Give Matt a call. It's over for... No, I won't do that here. <laughs> uh, podcast at... Podcast.com. Uh, yeah, check that out. We're all over it. Sweet. Um, yeah, do that. Uh, send us any kind of love in the meantime. All right. It's been great. Um, it's Thanks been for swell, but the swelling's gone. Yeah. So we'll leave you to it. Lovely. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. See ya.